Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome, Victoria. We are so, so ecstatic to have you here on the Sex Magic Podcast. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I'm a somatic sexologist. Oh, thank you for having me on. I should say that first. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I'm a somatic sexologist. Um, I have a sexuality school, the New Paradigm Intimacy Institute, and I have been working with women around and like high performance business women to cultivate the, the magnetism and the, the sex and the intimacy that they want to be having in their life. Mm, that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of fun. I'm curious, what is a somatic sexologist? That's a great question. Um, so somatic sexologist is somebody that deals with the body over the mind. So mm-hmm. a lot of what I work on with people is like, how do we get to the intelligence of the body? You know, like our body's actually a lot bigger than our mind. <laughs> and it has, so, and the cellular memory that is in, that, that is happening inside the body is like most of the unconscious mind. So we talk about like, you know, in, in Jungian theory, they speak about that iceberg thing where it's like, we've got the, the tip of the iceberg is like the mind. And then like the unconscious is like this huge iceberg that goes all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. Oh. And that's really how I see the, the body. It's like, actually, we've got all of this unconsciousness that's happening in the body. And when we start to tap into that innate wisdom, then we get to bring all that unconsciousness on board with us. And when we do that, we stop having to act from a space of um, like willpower and pushing uphill and striving just to get anything that we want in life. And we start to just move and flow in magnetism. And this is like, this is when our, like our sexual essence is really, you know, bubbling and, and having us cultivate what we want in life. That's what I'm passionate about. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so juicy. Oh, Isabella here for our listeners. Um, I'm wondering, like, what are some sort of intro steps? Of course, people should definitely sign up to your school. Um, but what would be some kind of, like, intro steps for people who feel really disconnected from their body to start to listen to their own wisdom? Yeah. So, I mean, this is what we we teach at the New Paradigm Intimacy. It's like, it's a, what I, so I, I'm also a researcher, so I've, I've collected a lot of research from the work that I've done and from all the different clients that have different, like, life opportunities. And what I've recognised is that it's the same thing for everybody. We go through this stage, which I've uh, wrote a book about, which is transformation through touch. And transformation through touch is the process of, like, clearing through the past, connecting to the present and creating the future. And in other terms, it's, like, letting go of all the conditioning that we've had from society and our families and ancestral stuff and then stepping into embodiment and how do we get present with those right here right now and then we get to the fun part which is the sex magic which is the part you guys are passionate about right (laughs) (laughs) so if I was to like name that thing of like how do we start to connect to our body it's like we start to clear the conditioning so we start to look at what beliefs people have around their sexuality and around how sex shows up for them in the world and then we start to just like detach all the stories that we have from that so that we can become really present with the body and become embodied. And so it's really about releasing from the mind and coming into the body. 
I love that. I was watching one of your videos earlier and you spoke about the difference between emotions and triggers in the mind versus emotions and triggers in the body. And that really resonated with me. I was wondering if you could speak on that. Yeah, for sure. So it's very similar to what I was saying about like the, the depth of what's actually happening in our body. So when we get triggered in the mind, we can get really, we can, cho- we choose the story and then we can just keep regurgitating the story over and over again. And this is what we call like victim state in coaching, right? It's like this, this idea that we get to, that we're choosing our narrative. And there's an element for me is like when an emotion is that as it hits me, you know, like if, if something was to happen to my dog or, you know, if something bad happens in my life, I'm still going to get upset. Like there's no, there's no two ways about that. But what happens is, is that when an emotion hits me, I get to choose the feeling state. And I get to actually choose to really feel that emotion rather than resist it. Mm. So if something happens and I, I, that makes me sad, it's like fully going into the sadness and the, and the acceptance of that and not fearing the depth of that sadness because I'm actually allowing myself to feel the sensations of it. And that's how I separate, you know, how do we connect through the, through the body over the mind? It's like when I fully feel like the, the density and the experience of the sensations that are happening in my body, it can become really easy to get out of the stories. But it takes a level of awareness to actually like retrain our brains like that because we've brought up in a culture that is very head-focused, like mind is king, you know. So it's just mm-hmm. like we need to let go of this idea that everything needs to be sorted out through the head to be able to connect to the depths of our sensations. And something switched over for me like a couple of years ago where I started to, you know, if I was triggered by something, like something where somebody was like shouting at me or something like that, I stopped thinking, oh gosh, I need to react, I need to do something. And I just allowed myself to, like, I, I became tuned into being able to feel the sensations. I'm like, oh, I'm triggered. You know, oh, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a clench, there's a tension in my body. And so then I, now that I'm perceiving it as a sensation rather than oh, I'm a bad person because this person's shouting at me or, you know, I'm in trouble or, you know, all the head thoughts that come with when somebody was, sh- if someone is to shout at me, it really changes the way that I perceive how I want to act. And it gets me out of reaction and into action. Mm, Okay, that's really interesting. So it's not that you're moving away from the like feelings that come up in the head, but more that you're encouraging embodiment of those feelings in the body so that they can move through instead of getting stuck. Exactly. And this is what I believe Tantra is. So I feel like Tantra is, to me, this is how how I experience it is that um, the more I open my body to pleasure and to receive everything as is in full acceptance, and when we are in a full acceptance, everything's pleasurable, <laughs> even the depths of our sadness, even the, the, the heat of our rage and our anger, all of that is orgasmic if we let it move. But what's happening is we're like, don't feel anger, don't feel sadness, don't feel fear, and we have it locked inside of the body. And the irony is actually the more you, you experience pleasure and allow pleasure to be in your life, the more you actually open up your, I, I call it vessel, but it's like, you know, the, the, the channel of the body, you know, the ability to really open that up. And it's like, uh, it's, what's happening is it's like we're, there's like a density of these emotions, the heavier emotions like sadness and, and anger and fear, and they get stuck in the body when we try to resist them. But the more pleasure we experience, the more open our vessel is and the, the more they're able to actually move through us and ripple through us. And then at that stage, like everything becomes really orgasmic. 
you've ever had like a really good cry <laughs> you're like you're being like super orgasmic if you really lean into it and really allow it to be and you know the word orgasm it's not about like oh this is just the most amount of bliss and joy like orgasm is just about the rippling through the body and all of these these emotions are just like energy in motion right mm-hmm. and if we allow them to be energy emotion rather than energy stuck in the body they get to be orgasmic that makes me think of how uh, Barbara Corrales, the incredible Tantra teacher, talks about crygasms, the moment where mm-hmm. the crying is like crying you as opposed to you're crying the crying. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's actually how I speak of self-pleasure. It's like when the body is actually pleasuring you rather than you're like, you know, you're going there to have a masturbation experience. Like mm-hmm. they're so different to me. It's like you're actually going into your self-pleasure practice to receive from your body rather than to do something to your body. Yeah. I am so glad that we are finally talking about Tantra on this podcast because this has been a long time coming, but I really wanted to make sure that the right person would speak on Tantra because I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about what it actually is. I would love for you to explain a little Tantra 101, specifically about the erotic energy of it, which you've briefly spoken on, but maybe for our listeners who don't quite know Tantra yet. Yeah, so what I want to vouch for is that I'm not uh, like the spokesperson for Tantra and that I believe that like there's an ancient Tantric wisdom and there's only a few people that really teach that. What I teach is probably more Neo-Tantra and I'm just going to speak to what my take on Tantra has been since I've been learning it. Um, So how I receive Tantra in my world is that it's it's a process of allowing life to live through you rather than you trying to dictate life. And it's about this, um, and if, and like on a, on a basic level, how I, how I experience it is to be really not resisting anything. And it's so that, and that really comes in the form of, of emotions to start with. And then that just cultivates into this feeling state that we create through, through the sex magic. And that is like, you know, so instead of going, all right, I, I want to feel all the, I just want to feel bliss and joy all the time and just be attached to this bliss and joy. And I want to push away like, anger, sadness, fear, all these things that I want to feel. And I just want to be living in this, this bliss state all the time. We kind of let go of that. It's kind of, for me, that feels like quite a spiritual way of being. And I feel like that's quite um, like ascending into the, into the upper chakras. Whereas I feel like what I'm teaching is like, how do we descend into the body and have a somatic experience of life? And it feels like um, when, we, when we're connected to that, it's like this like non, non-attachment to, to living life and having an experience of life in a certain way. It's just like a letting life to allow it to move through us. So we're not going, okay, I, I don't do stress. I only do, you know, soul gazing and looking into people's eyes and, <laughs> you know, this way of being. It's like, actually, no, I like, I accept life and its fullness and, and, and it gets to move through me and I get to be part of life in that way. And, and that's how I feel all of my aliveness. That's kind of how I would connect to it. It's like, how much aliveness can I feel? So I, I actually don't teach people like how to experience more pleasure, how to, you know, how to have 10 orgasms in one go. That is possible, but that's a connection to aliveness. So it's a, it's a, it's a really more of a holistic experience of your whole life rather than just the, the moment when you go into the bedroom. That makes sense. Mm. That's fantastic. And I like our listeners are very familiar with the concept of interpreting a philosophy or an ideology and doing it in your own way. We talk about that a lot with sex magic. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be really relatable to people. I'm wondering... All of this sort of embodiment and the 
sort of witnessing or non-judgment of the emotions. I'm very curious. We had a, a interview a while ago with Luna, uh, Luna Dietrich, I forget which episode number it was, and she mentioned briefly on Open Relating, we've had a lot of feedback about that. And I know that that's um, part of your work with the, the Institute. And I'm wondering how this sort of embodiment of emotion relates to Open <laughs> Relating. Yeah. Beautiful question. So, yeah, I mean, I have a very interesting concept of open relating. A lot of people would speak about open relating as if it's polyamory. And the way that I speak of the words open relating is, is, is quite literal. It's like, how open can we be with relating in a way of like transparency, conversation? And for me, with inside that paradigm, you could be experiencing a relationship that looks more like monogamy or more like polyamory. But I kind of feel like those labels are becoming a little bit more obsolete as we evolve into how do we really listen to love? And that's, that's my passion. Like, how does love want to move between me and you? How does love want to move between me and a lover <laughs> or a partner? And really listening to that and playing attention to that and not coming in with all my conditioning and all my ideas and, you know, concepts of how things need to look in a relationship and actually allowing them to just express, to, for love to express in the, in the way that it's meant to. Oh, that is so inspiring. And I personally practice poly, but I don't quite know what term to be using anymore because there's so many and none of them really seem to feel right. But I feel like love really is the root. And coming back to that is such a great foundation. The work you're doing is just so inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that that brought tears to my eyes, that description. And I think that it's beautiful to take this concept of open relating outside of the sort of poly or open community. And I could see how your definition of it would be so impactful, positively impactful in all types of relationships, like familial, work relationships, anything. Yeah, and that's the philosophy. Like this spreads across everything. And how do we how do we really listen to that? And we're not trained to listen to love. You know, like I, I speak about it as if it's like an, an entity in the room, you know, like it's actually like a like a you know, something that's happening between us all the time. Yeah. And it's shifting and it's wild and it's it's moving <laughs> and that changes all the time. And it's like as like um, you know, as human beings, we kind of get into this concept that we have to relate in a certain way. And what I have this really like actually moves into the, the piece with sex magic and, um, and the, the work of sex therapy in general. So there's this concept of like how we relate to one another. It's very much in the personality and it's very much emotionally driven sexual energy. It's quite lust-based. Um, it can be quite romantic. And, and every time we meet with people, we create an attachment. And that's not a bad thing. It's really important that we have this personality part too. And then there's this other part that we don't really speak of. And this is something that's like the transpersonal. You know, in the transpersonal is where we start relating to the aspects of consciousness within each other. Mm. And this is something that I, I say when sexual energy is coming from eros, from stillness. And, and it actually, because when we're in those pleasure states, we're actually going beyond the person that's in front of us. We're not connected to them in that moment when we're really in the depths of our orgasm and the depths of that sex magic. It's like we're, we're further out with source, with, with you know, you, the universe as a whole. And it becomes really not about that person in front of us. And one of the things that I really work with with women who can't orgasm is like the desire to really stay in the personality and stay in that connection. It's like 
if we need to stay with that person because we're too fearful to go into source alone, we're never going to be able to orgasm. We're never going to be able to reach sex magic and the potential of sex magic. And so this this transpersonal piece that I speak of is like, it's actually when we're relating, uh, like it's almost like a soul initiation. And it's very much around like the exchange that's happening through two people. And people that experience like poly, like yourself, like I, I wonder if this is something that you've experienced because with, the, with, the, with poly relationships, what I see is people really relating to different aspects of each other's consciousness mm. beyond the personality, beyond the attachment, because there's a, there's a, a more of a fluidity of how you can relate. Whereas when we're kind of working with monogamy, because monogamy has been so drenched in an old paradigm of society, what's happening is that, that there's um, a certain way and a, like an escalator of how the relationship must progress through marriage and dating and babies and all those things. So it kind of like it's very much harder to listen to the love when we've got that old paradigm. I'm not saying it's harder to listen to the love in monogamy, just in an older way of relating. So when people are doing, um, you know, new paradigm monogamy or new paradigm type polyamory, they're able to really listen to the soul initiation that's happening in the connection, as well as build the, the attachment and build the romance and all these other pieces around it. And I think when we, when we start to manage that balance of transpersonal and personality, this is when we get to have successful relationships and this is when we get to create sex magic. Mm. Mm. I relate to you and I feel like I was never really fully able to articulate that sentiment, especially someone who has always loved more energetically. I feel like every person I've ever really opened my heart up to has been so different from one another, but there is this common thread of like this magical energetic bond. And it's so interesting how we have so many constructs that like hold us back from fully experiencing a person and seeing past their human layers to beyond that. So I think that's really beautiful and we can carry that into any relationship, even one relating to ourselves as well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, could you speak a little bit on how Tantra, Eros and these sort of embodiment mindfulness practices could be used if a person was only interested in having a solo relationship with this? So if solo relationship is in like self-pleasure alone? Yeah, regardless of sort of if they're in relationship or not, but a little bit on how someone could connect to it just for themselves. Yeah, I mean, actually that's, that's the basis of my therapy that I've created, right? So it's, it's self-pleasure as an individual. And I really believe like one of the reasons why women can't orgasm or they're wanting to... Um, or they're struggling is through lack of connection to self. It's like if we can't go to that those places of um, beyond self within inside of us, like it's like can we let go of the mind completely and be of surrender to to all that is? Then it can be very difficult to go into that space with somebody else. So the, the teachings that I create is like actually um, self pleasuring with the aspects of us and the aspects of the love that wants to move around us. So it's um, how would I describe that? It is, it's actually like relating to the parts of you. So one of the, one of, like one of the ones that I do is the heart activation. So it's actually being with the heart and allowing whatever is on the heart and treating the heart as if it's separate from you, just relating to the heart 
and then cultivating the eros and the sexual energy through the heart. And then, so I have like these whole techniques and stuff and, and meditations and, and ways to actually connect your sex to your heart so that you can, so that they can actually be in better communication. And what women who have done this have found is that they actually have better boundaries for it. And they have better um, ability to make decisions and have better clarity. So there's like this piece when it's like the sex is actually separated from the heart that we are kind of allowing the the animal, the primal energy to run the show. Mm. And what happens when we do that is that we, we can often like, you know, we're kind of just driving from the sex center without having all parts of us on board. And this is, a, this is when people are kind of step into that space of like people pleasing or, um, you know, just letting other things drive the, drive the ship, you know, like, so to speak. And when we have this coherence that moves through the mind, the heart, the emotional center and the sex, then we make these really strong choices and decisions about who we want to weave our energy with, who, um, yeah, like who we want in our life, you know, how they're empowering us. And it just creates healthier relationships with the self and with people around you. Mm. do you use breath work in some of these practices yeah definitely that's definitely like the the lot of part of um I actually have this whole breath work sequence that I've designed which really brings in like the sound breath and movement part of, of tantra and I find breath work is so powerful to get people into yeah again it's very similar like how do you come in, into that sexual expression that you want to have with a partner on your by yourself and breath work is a great access point to that so I think Sanskrit name for the heart is anahata, which I think means the sound that is struck by wind, which is so connected. I mean, connecting the heart to the element of air, to our breath, to expression. And I love the connections. And I don't think it's any coincidence that our heart is at the center it is what keeps us all together and connects all of us. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Could you define Eros? Eros. I'd love to. Yeah. So, I mean, Eros is not necessarily a word in the dictionary. It's like a, um, it's a word that is um, described. Is it a Greek God? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So, um, but the way that I, term the word eros for myself is um sexual energy that's that rises from stillness mm. so when we speak about that like listening to the love there's a way there's different ways that like desire arousal and pleasure arise in our body and I have like a whole um way of of understanding that and, and explain that concept but I won't go into that now mm-hmm. what I want to share is that for me eros is when I drop into an experience with myself and fully like listen to the body and let the body to speak to it, to it. And if I'm lying with a partner, it's like I definitely experience like using the personality and playing in the lust as well. And then there will just be moments where it will just come into stillness. And then it will just be really obvious where it needs to move from next. So mm-hmm. it's just like playing in both those spaces. It's like, yes, you get to have the adrenaline. When we just play the personality, it's all adrenaline and it's just like fast pace and like let's just, you know, put the penis in the vagina, you know, like very focused on that goal. And that's beautiful. Like it's so perfect. Um, but for me, how I like to experience sex nowadays is with myself and with others is playing in that lust and then also just dropping into the stillness of the eros that arises as well. So I guess it feels like it's not emotionally driven when it's lust. 
And when I'm on my own, it's not like I'm trying to like shift the emotional state in my body, which we can definitely do with our sexual energy. It's just coming from this place of what wants to arise. Where, where, where does the in sex actually intuitively drive us? Mm. Um, and that's that's what I how I would describe eros. That's such a fantastic description. And my understanding of eros is of the Greek god who was created out of nothing, like out of the darkness, out of the emptiness, as sort of the first in the universe. So that is so aligned. Like my understanding of it is so aligned with your description and such a beautiful overarching message that I'm noticing throughout this conversation is I'm really able to see how your personal interpretations of these concepts are so valuable. And I think in this teaching space of sexuality, it's really important for people to find teachers that interpret this information in a way that's very helpful to them. And I just know that a lot of our listeners are going to get so much benefit from this episode. You mentioned earlier this concept of, um, I think you said like high performance or something like that to do with Tantra. And I would just love if we could touch back on that and you could speak a little bit more of that because I'm very intrigued by this concept. Yeah. So Tantra for High Performance is a research project that I'm running and it's the work that I do with most of my um, clients nowadays. And it's the concept of how does the transformation through touch, how does the ability to connect to ourselves actually change the way that we do business? So I love this concept of high performance and Tantra being combined. I'm a little bit intrigued by that that you mentioned earlier. I was wondering if you could touch back on that. Yeah. So um, Tantra for High Performance is like the research project that I've been running for, um, alongside how I work with my clients. And it's really this concept of like the new paradigm of business. So, you know, women have only really been coming into business, you know, through in a really big way through sort of like the 80s and 90s, which means they joined this very masculine like business world. Like, you know, there's that song, it's a man's world, right? (laughs) And now there's things shifting. And, you know, the Dalai Lama is quoted to have said, you know, Western women are going to save the planet. And you know, it's the future is female. Like we keep hearing all these things and there's this energy of like women are rising. And what's happening is, is actually like we're, we're still seeing a lot of um, women in business having this very masculine approach. It's like, like working so hard and then that, and like a lot of the women that I speak to and work with, oh, it's not having the sex that they want to be having. Mm. And, then, and, and, and that leaks into all the other things like not having the self-worth to meet the men they want to be meeting. Not, um, connecting to themselves sexually because they're so busy hustling and, and creating and, and being successful. And that, so it's kind of taken us to this space of really believing that we can't have it all. And we can. <laughs> we get to have an incredible, amazing sex with ourselves and others, feel incredibly sensual and, and still work in this world where, like, you know, things are moving really fast and we need to create and, and do all the things that we need to do. But what's going to take to get there is a really deep sense of ourselves. When I talk about like sensual transitioning, they're like one of the main key aspects of working in high performance is that you pivot regularly. And when, you know, something happens and it's stressful or something goes wrong in your business, you just make the next decision. And that means not getting caught up in the emotions, not getting caught up in the stories, the stress, all the other bullshit that comes with that and just executing it into the next piece. And that's what we do in sex, right? We 
having sex with someone and there's something that you know like clangs or like it's like it gets a bit weird (laughs) you know something happens and it's just like the sensuality piece is how quickly can you transition and and pivot through that and that's actually how you have great sex when you're not afraid of some you know making a farting sound or like when your belly's (laughs) rubbed together or you know like something like something happens or you know a loud noise happens and you don't just get taken out of your safety that you've created in the bubble of sex that you're having or with yourself you know and it's just like how do you create such deep safety inside of yourself and create such deep freedom inside of yourself that you just get to move centrally through everything in life and that's how I believe we create the new paradigm of of business so tantra is the answer (laughs) yeah it's true yeah I think we all know it deep down it's just like how do we connect to it right so I'm curious how might someone start to integrate these ideas into their day-to-day? Let's say someone who is very busy, isn't feeling satisfied in their sex lives, relationships with self, stressed out, no time to do anything. How do you find time for pleasure? What do you do? Yeah, so I mean, what I speak about is like um, the potency of practice over prolonged practice. Mm. Okay. And it's like the way that I do therapy. And I believe that, you know, I think talk therapy is incredible, but if we're talking about how do you get into this pleasure state and cultivate what we're all talking about here today, it's how do we actually come into the body? So I just say practice, um, you know, practice over process as well. So instead of going into a huge process about like why this happened, what happened when I was five years old, you know, mum didn't love me or whatever the other things are, and it's actually just come into the practice. Okay, cool. So what sensations do I feel in my body? Okay, that's there. And not making any meaning out of it, which is, you know, something that as humans, we really have to cultivate over a period of time mm. because we make meaning out of everything. Um, so it's just like releasing the meaning out of that and, and stepping into, into action. And, and action not as in like just like bypass your shit and keep moving. It's like action is like, okay, cool. So there's this sensation. I feel it. I'd be with it. And I, and I watch it move. That, that's action. Mm. And I mean, on a, on a more practical level, there is like I have my 30 days of self-pleasure, which is um, like a challenge that I run. And that's all about like how do you drop into, into the practice over, over the process over 30 days. And it, cause it is, and it is for busy people. It's for people that don't have the time for, you know, eye gazing and slowly <laughs> moving into, you know, three hours of tantric practice, you know, like that's beautiful. And I, and I love that too. But the world that we live in and what we do really need right now is to go deep into themselves and come back and know that they can do that. And that's what a lot of these, when I was like launching this understanding of like tantric by performance, I realized that successful people don't believe that they have to like, don't want to go down there into the body because that's where all the emotion is that they've, resisted to have the success they want to have mm. so once I got people to realize they can go in and come back unscared <laughs> through connecting to the sensations beyond the meaning it got a lot easier for people to to use that tantric tantric energy for high performance mm. just pivoting a bit here um <laughs> using pivot so quickly it's funny when you say pivot I think of uh one of my sexuality dual clients we were talking about pivoting and she said every time that I say it she hears that episode of friends in her head where they're moving the couch upstairs and Ross is like pivot and so now that's all I hear. <laughs> um 
I'm wondering, Victoria, if if you feel comfortable, no worries if you don't, but speaking, if you could speak a little bit on how you personally maybe got into sex magic or begun Mm -hmm. exploring it for yourself and your own relationship to self. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I hated masturbation. Oh, wow. Yep, and now I'm like the self-pleasure queen or something. Um, But, uh, uh, yeah, there was that. Um, Never really masturbated when I was a kid. I felt very, like, um, sexually repressed. I grew up in the UK, which was very, um, you know, sexual energy was, like, very, like, it's it's a very prude culture in some ways. I wouldn't talk openly about these things. you know, I went on to have some bad relationships, um, you know, about five five years ago or so. And, um, yeah, it really, when I left those, that one relationship in particular, I was, like, completely numbed out, completely disconnected from my body. And I knew myself to be, you know, a sexually alive person and just a, you know, a really alive person in general. And when I left that relationship, I was, I was just broken. You know, there was nothing left. Like, I don't even know how I got out of that relationship. Like, mm-hmm. it was something beyond me, it feels like. You know, it was so it, I had to pull something from so deep inside of me to leave that that, that relationship. And, um, yeah, that really, that really changed things for me because I really just got to see, like, the fragility of, of how we can cultivate this energy or we can lose it. And from there, I just made this commitment it was like it was how I describe it is like I was sat in this dark room and there were just no doors and I didn't I couldn't see anything for a long time and then all of a sudden I found this door called Tantra you know and I opened it and there was people there that were guiding me along this way and I believe that there's many doors in this in these dark rooms that we get into in our life you know some of them are spirituality some of them are Tantra some of them are business um money you know there's like plant medicines you know all these different doorways and we all have a door that we're supposed to enter and when no one can pull us into the door that we're supposed to go down it's already it's like it's just wherever we're gravitatedly pulled towards and now what I want like is to actually just hold that door open wider and with you know a big neon light over it (laughs) so that people know that they can see it when they're in the dark you know (laughs) because I didn't know that this was even a possibility I didn't know this was even something that I could get into didn't even know it existed as a Mm -hmm. as a pathway as as a as a therapy basically um and so you know my mission now has just been like creating that that pathway and just guiding that light so that people can see it um, and if they choose it, they choose it. Like, and if not, it's also perfect. Yeah. So that's kind of where I, that's where my journey's kind of led with with those pieces. Mm. Hopefully, that kind of answers your question. Oh, beautifully. <laughs> I am so excited that you are holding this door open, and I'm so excited for all the folks who get to work with you and will experience walking through this threshold. We usually ask this question at the end of our interviews, and I'd like to continue the tradition. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice about sex, magic, life, what would it be? Yeah, it's like there's wisdom that goes beyond the mind and that we can trust it 
and that we get to just surrender to the process that is life and and trust in it even when it's difficult and hard it's like there's such an initiation going on and that we don't have to avoid feeling the feels of of the difficult times because they'll move through us too yeah that is so beautiful there is wisdom that goes beyond the mind wow Mm. I feel like we could talk to you all day but thank you so much for taking (laughs) the time to talk to us is there anything Victoria that you want to plug or where can people find you as we wrap up sure so um for you know women that are up and coming sex coaches or want to be sex coaches I really um would love them to get in touch um via Instagram or Facebook and send us a message because um, we're, we're launching, you know, level one, round two of level one in January time. So we're starting to take applications now. Um, and then we've just got, for women that are wanting to reconnect with their bodies, um, I've got the 30-day self-pleasure challenge. You can find that at victoriaredbud.com. Um, there's also the application for the New Paradigm Intimacy School on my website too. Um, which I'm sure we can put a link in for victoriaredbud.com. And, yeah, you know, like tantrified performance as well. Like I, I work with uh, like multimillionaires, like really high, highly successful people that are working in these realms of, of wanting to, you know, come into more fullness and create more, more success in every area of their life. So if that's something that speaks to you and you're listening to this, you know, I'd love to hear from you too. It's more a uh, sort of secret society piece as well. Though. So it's just a, it's a need to know basis. Get in contact with me for that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. This was such a delight. <laughs> hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon. And it's really important to support us because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests, from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcasts, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spell books, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven.